take you to the glory. I can't stand it no more. Now we're the south side. Hey, hey, hey. We are back. Hey, Winston. It is episode 13 of the Good Enough Podcast. Uh, it's a miracle we made it this far. Lucky number 13. We are here to talk about sports. We're here to talk about life. A little bit of life. Mainly um, kind of a, a weird type of life going on, which is this new expensive Coke craze that's taken Cones. the goddamn Northeast by storm. So, um, so obviously we're talking about Canada Goose, and we, everyone has Canada Goose. We live in almost like the epicenter of the coldest part of the Northeast, right? So, yeah. is this a Boston thing, or is this like a? I don't know. This, yeah. I mean, I was about to say something stupid. I was like, I don't know where Canada Goose is based, but <laughs> I, had, I, I took a quick step back and said, "Hey, dummy, don't say that out loud." <laughs> but I actually said it, so that's dumb. Um, but I think it's basically like Boston, New York. That's the hard episode. So, yeah, New York probably has a lot of them, too. It's literally, what, one out of every three jackets now? It's ridiculous. I go to grad school, and every other girl, literally every other, I think it's 50% of girls there have a Canada Goose coat, some way, shape, or form. And every quarter of guys has one because they're just, like, followers and sheep. My my girlfriend got one. No offense, Sarah. Yeah. She she got one for Christmas, and I've just been making fun of her since. It's nice. It's a nice coat. Like, I, don't get me wrong. They look warm. They look warm. I, I just put her coat on again. I'm sorry if you're listening to this, which you're probably not. No. But um, it felt comfortable. It felt warm, but it didn't feel nine hundred dollars warm. Nine hundred dollars is what those jackets go for. Yep, on average. Like, I think they're more expensive ones. They're a little cheaper ones, but I think the. The going rate for a Canada Goose coat is $900. I was telling you how, like, we started to see them last year. And they had that weird patch where, like, I almost thought it was, like, part of an organization, like a nonprofit. Yeah, it's like, it says Canada Goose Arctic Program on uh, it. Right. Sounds like a nonprofit. So it's like, oh, like, these are, like, you know, they're, like, must be part of Saving some... polar bear. Right. And oh, seals. that's nice. Yeah. And then you realize they're, like, some <laughs> private company that's making a shitload of money. Shitload of money. Off my old job. white people. I can say, trick <laughs> off. White people have been fooled. White people are down the rabbit hole, and all other white people are getting rich because of it. And the world continues to turn. There you go. But we found out another brand. I actually found this out about a couple weeks ago. Uh, even more expensive, even more, you know, let's see. We, they basically go by the model of we've tricked white people once. How much can we trick white people? How much are they going to spend? You know, basically they have X amount of disposable income, and how much can we get them to spend on, X, like, whatever product we have? And this brand is called Moose Knuckle. <laughs> I just love the name. Moose Knuckle. It's based in Canada, too, so they're coming at Canada Goose's throats, but coming in hard with a very uh, genet- or what is the word? genital-specific name. Because moose knuckle, see, I didn't if, know this. Yeah, if no, if you guys don't know, is the male equivalent of a camel toe, which in all senses of the word is just disgusting. Like, how many times would a, ma- a dude have camel toe? Is my question. Like, are you wearing it's spandex out na- there? When I first heard the name, I really it was like, that's unique and interesting, and I didn't even realize that it had some sort of like sexual, not sexual, but like genital oriented. Yeah. Um, name. And it made me like, I, I obviously Googled a moose knuckle. Like, not like I'm see the dude's the dude's dick print or whatever, but just to see a, a moose's foot and see, like, does my dick in a spandex <laughs> look like a moose's foot? Does How it? accurate is this? Because, like, you, jumping from camel to moose is kind of like a 
Someone did their research. Someone like right. looked because a camel toe kind of looks like a camel toe, and it makes a lot of sense. I was like, "Does a moose knuckle look?" And it, it, it honestly does. Whoever figured this out? Oh, really? Like it looks like a jumbled up, you know, stuff. <laughs> jumbled up stuff in like spandex. And I'm like, "That's." Someone did their research. Like they probably went through horses. So, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. I, this was a nice rant that you just went on. Ripped so Canada Goose, uh, their jackets basically, they're all essentially the same. They go for about eight, $900. Different colors. But so we recently just went on Moose Knuckles' website. And so well, let me just throw some, some numbers at you. <laughs> numbers. The Sterling Parka. So this is a Parka, $895. That's, yeah. The Bunny Sweater. It's a sweater. It's a sweater. Two, it's a, I'm 285 Two hundred eighty-five dollars. The men's crystal parka. This is where Here things is. get weird. Here it is. Three thousand five hundred dollars. That is a down payment on a very very nice car. Um, the knitted logo hat. Um, you if you look at this, it's literally a winter hat. Most ridiculous one. It is a knitted hat. Like you can go to any store and get this for like. You go to a bodega. Twelve dollars. Yeah, at, mo- at most. $128. If you're spending $128 on a fucking winter hat, you should you should literally go out back and shoot yourself in the Seriously, face. Seriously, like if you walk over like a homeless person's like, you know, freezing body in the winter with your $128 hat on. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. Like yeah. a good enough podcast endorses this type of kill yourself. Yeah. Um the Taylor quilted hoodie. It, it it's, it's a hoodie. It's, it's a hoodie. Four hundred and ninety-five dollars. They're just throwing numbers out, which is like <laughs> what I think they're doing. They're like, someone's gonna buy it. I think someone's gonna buy it. Um, the gold, what is this? The gold series Parka Men, which is actually cheaper than the other one we went through. It's one thousand two hundred and fourteen dollars. Steal. steal. <laughs> I think that's a steal. <laughs> that's fourteen. One thousand two hundred fourteen dollars. What? Like, why not fifteen? Or why not two hundred? One thousand two hundred. It's yeah. like you're you're. They want to milk that extra four dollars, or like. I don't know. And then there's the vest. The vest was the one that got me. Because vests, in my opinion, are just weird anyway. Right. Because yeah. it's like, if it's if it's actually really that cold outside, yeah. you're not wearing a vest. You don't need, like, a down vest. Right. You wear your coat, or you don't, you don't need a vest. And it, the vest is $395. Okay. Reasonable. You know, reasonable. So, so this, this I'm still looking at the $3,500 one. That one is obviously... I'm actually, I'm going to click the details tab on this one. Because <laughs> I think it's worth diving into. They're like, does it fucking do your taxes? Or... <laughs> You know, protect you from harm. Is it also a bulletproof vest? It's water repellent. Oh, thank God. Wait, thank you. Thank you. They haven't made those um, jackets yet. Nope. And it just seems like a lot of things most coats have. Draw a cord on hood. They felt like they could. They needed to put that in like the top 20 things that makes this jacket 3500 It's like when the iPhone, like, changed where the uh, headphones jack was. <laughs> they went from, like, the front to the, the bottom. The bottom. And, like, oh, my God. We could charge $100 more now. So this is a, uh, a good coat. Uh, I'm going to get out of this page quickly before I accidentally buy it, like by clicking the wrong things, and also click out the Moose Knuckle page so I don't open it up tomorrow and be very confused. So that, that coat is, um, I haven't seen many people in those yet, but when, it's when a matter of When people start wearing Moose Knuckles, if, if my girlfriend's like, I really want a Moose Knuckle jacket, I, I might break up with her on the I spot. heard about it from my girlfriend, which means she's she's more, she knows it. more about it, like a lot more about it than I do, mm-hmm. and a thought went to her head. Okay. And I'm like, hey, good luck affording that. I want, I want to see you figure out the crystal one and then see if rent is paid next month. And, you know, I'm not helping you if, in the case that's not. But, like, it's crazy, man. I was walking to your apartment, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, arguably one of the more bougie streets in Boston. Yeah, I'll admit that. I heard a discussion about a private jet one time, and, like, you know, I just was disheveled. And then, as I was walking up now, basically I saw five people on the street between, like, the end of the street to where Sean's, lit, Sean's apartment is. 
four of them had Canada Goose no, Jacks. No, that's... That's 80% of the people I saw on your street. Yeah, that and that sounds honestly like a reasonable... That's not like, crazy. That, that doesn't... And I think the one me. person had, like, possible... I don't know what it was, because I, I, I don't know what moose knuckle coats look like. Could have been a moose knuckle. I think it was, like, a standard North Face. Remember North Face were the expensive coats? Right, and they're, like, $200. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, man. Whoa. Good year. Good year at the, <laughs> at the job. And now kids are out here. It must have been a good Christmas for Canada Goose. Yeah. I, I, I asked for a winter coat, not this year, but last year from my parents, and they got me an L.L. Bean jacket. And you know what? That's a nice coat. It's a perfectly a fine nice jacket. Coat. They're very warm. They've been in business for many years, making right? very warm things. Exactly. I think they're, yeah, they're based in Maine, so they know that they have to make a, a warm jacket. They know cold. I go skiing in that jacket. It's perfectly fine. Yep. I, I've never been like, I am cold in this jacket. That's my idea. Once. That's my discussion. Like, when, is perf- when, when do you have to go above perfectly fine? Because, like, my coat right now, granted, it's a very warm day in Boston, but, like, my winter coat right now, perfectly fine. Right. I'm never cold in it as a result of cold. Like, sometimes my ears are cold because the coat doesn't cover my ear. But the thing is, exactly, the, whenever I'm cold in the winter, it's not because my torso is cold. Yeah, it's extremities. It's like, oh, my hands are cold. My head is cold. My nose or something. My feet are cold. Yeah. But How is your Canada Goose Jacket much better helping you out yeah. in this scenario? Yeah, how is it making your life easier other than, like, you know, I don't I don't know the college kids these days where, like, are they just getting destroyed, like, emotionally if you don't have a Canada Goose? <laughs> like, like, the other six girls in your crew. Hey, Scotty, why don't you have a Canada Goose Jacket? Scotty's dad's poor. Loser. <laughs> Scotty's dad's poor. <laughs> and, you know, stuff like that. You know, I don't have to deal with that because, like, basically, you know, we're old enough where... We're all kind of a certain degree of poor. Like, individually, we're on our own now. I think if someone in my age group said, you're poor because I wore a different type of jacket, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even think you'd be worth punching in the face. Yeah. I'd be like, what? <laughs> poor? Wait. Huh? Like, poor now is a lot different than, like, getting right. told you're poor when you're, like, 17 or something. Because it's like, they're attacking, like, your family and stuff right. like that. Like, you're attacking me now. I'm like, I mean, if you look at the... I'm not in the 1%. I'm not. I'm probably in the lower percent, you know, based off just America. I'll break it down statistically. I'll break out like Wikipedia on it and be like, actually, sure. I'm kind of poor. <laughs> so correct, you, you got me. So um, did I actually see your girlfriend just texted you? Did she hear? <laughs> no, she's on, a, she's on a bus right now coming from New York. That's gonna be fun. Not That's... wearing her Canada Goose. Worried. No, worried. Well, it was pretty warm this weekend, even in Boston. She's lucky. Yeah, it's like 60 degrees today, which makes no sense. So, moving on to uh, topic two. We're making a big jump here from okay. topic one to topic two. We're going to talk about Kanye West versus Wiz Khalifa versus Amber Rose and the results of said dispute. This one's good. This is this, this one is like, I'll be honest, sometimes Winston comes into my apartment <laughs> and be like, all right, we're going to talk about these things, and I'll like know, like, I won't know a couple of them because I'm just not as... Um, Pop culture oriented Not as on Twitter hard. But I had this one. I knew this one because I read through all of the, the tweets. The, yeah, and they were they were great. Spicy. Well, Kanye's clearly lost his mind. I think yeah, he's he's lost it. We we knew he lost it a few years back, right. many years back, but like he's off he's in the deep end. He's just swimming in the deep end. Now. This sounded like someone who like was bipolar. Like that that's what his tweets oh. honestly sounded like. It was like you know, like six very very harsh tweets in a row. One like, "I'm sorry, I'm doing this for I'm doing this for us." Five more harsh tweets. Like, I love Wiz. Right. I didn't mean those. to say any of that. I like your pants. I like your cool pants. I, cool Hashtag pants. cool pants. Which had me shook up a little bit. I'm right. not gonna lie, because I'm like, I started looking at all my pants and wondering, 
would they be classified as cool hashtag cool pants by Kanye West? <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I don't know if that's an insult or. And then he was like, I'm not as tall and skinny as you. Like he mentioned that, which self like had some like you know self esteem issues popping. Right. Up. It sounded like something that like a 14 year old girl would put on like some sort of social media. A lot of connections between Kanye West and a 14 year old girl. <laughs> by the way, a lot of connections. Like too many connections. So. Well, are we worried about Kanye? In the sense, like we've always been, we've been worried about he Kanye. He claims for a the while. album's coming out in a couple weeks now. Right, the, February 11th. Which he waves. changed the name. Yeah, waves. Just now from when Switch, switch to, to Waves. Yep, Switch to Waves. Wiz Khalifa wasn't thrilled about the the the, t- the change because of um, imprisoned uh, rapper songstress Max B, who uh, created the Wave movement. That's another battle to discuss uh, in another podcast. But anyway, Wiz came at him, and all of a sudden Kanye snapped and. You know, brought out Wiz's child, his son that he has with Amber Rose. Which apparently he took credit for. He Oh, he also said, yeah, I'm the reason your child, the reason you have a son. So that was a jump. I mean, I understand, okay, obviously Kanye dated Amber Rose, and now... The only and reason that Wiz could date Amber Rose. That That's the jump the that lot. I'm not quite getting. But I, I can see why he said that. No, I don't. I can't see why Kanye says anything. But... I get get why like his thought process, his crazy psychopathic thought process. Well, yeah, but you know Amber Rose got dragged into it. You know, you let a stripper trap you. You know, speaking from Kim, what did Kim do? Like, I think there should be Kim had sex with Ray J right. on camera. There are a few rules in life, and I think one of the rules should be, and this is for all the young gentlemen out there, is never, never make fun of your ex girlfriend. In like some sort of public statement. This is like very important, young. Remember this thing that Sean just said. Not necessarily make fun of, but like don't like it. It it comes across as borderline jealousy. Can we agree with that? Blatant jealousy. Right. Yeah. Like I saw that that doesn't look good when, especially when you have a current girlfriend. Like if I were to go mother of your kids. Right. Yeah. If I were to go rip on my ex girlfriend right now and like you know be like oh blah 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 like. You would probably be like, why is Sean saying this right now? Why this is, is weird. Why is she still on his mind? Exactly. Like, heavily, to the point where he'd, like, go on some sort of horrible rant about her. Exactly. So, needless to say, Amber caught wind of this and, uh, and clapped back, if you will. Right. She wasn't, she wasn't with the shits, as the kids say. She came back and, and hit him. The, another problem when you make fun of an ex is that, we found this out with Kanye and Amber Rose. Right. They know a lot of things about you exactly. that most people don't know about you, which in Kanye's case is the fact that Amber Rose used to stick fingers, I don't know which one, digits inside of his butthole. Which I will say right now, Uh-oh. whatever. Just do <laughs> Kanye, yeah. do you, man. Yeah, like in 2016, we had so many songs in the past couple of years strictly about fingers and buttholes. So Truffle butter? I don't even care. Yeah. It's the fact that, Kanye, you, you know what... Happened with this girl, you two. Why are you dragging this girl in the mud? Like this was a bad idea. And she clearly could defend herself pretty well right. in the tweets. Like finger in hashtag finger in the booty ass bitch <laughs> was one of the most hurtful, hurtful hashtags like I've ever seen. I I don't care how rich you are, how famous you are, Kanye. Like if you saw finger in the booty ass bitch, like, you had to like you know, take a take a long shower. You know one of those showers where you don't really clean yourself and you just like kind of stare at the wall. Right. And try to figure, like, where things went wrong. And again, we are... I'm going back on the point of you're getting into a Twitter war with your ex-girlfriend. Again. When you are married and have two children. Yep. 
Just a recent, yeah. The second one got born like a month ago. This, this, this does not look good for you. And Kim can't be thrilled by this. I, I certainly would not be if I were no. her. But again, Kim is her own story. Like right. Kanye is throwing stones while in the glasses of houses. Like straight up, I only know like basically. You know, every time I go on the internet for some reason, something Kim Kardashian related comes up, and I always see like a picture. One of those like ads at the bottom. There's always oh, yeah. like a picture of Ray J just near her, <laughs> and I'm like, the only reason I know fucking Ray J. Why do I still know Ray J? It's because he had sex with your fucking wife. Like it's available on various porn websites. I heard from a friend that's on most porn websites. You know, very reliable friend. And why does your friend know that? A very reliable friend <laughs> that goes on porn sites here and there. <laughs> He still sees the video pop up, and he told me that every now and then he'll click it, you know, to see if anything changed, they improved the quality, you know, stuff like that. Right. Like, no longer grainy and stuff. But anyways, that the friend, extended release. Yeah, the extended. Like it was a long video to begin with. Actually, it was like an hour, which I'm not trying to watch an hour or whatever. I've I, I never like sat down and watched the whole thing, but There's I've definitely seen a lot of it. But a lot of it is just like them like talking at like. You know, they're, like, on vacation with each other. Yeah, like, I'm not here for your your conversation. 79% of that video is boring as fuck. Yeah, they're having, like, a pretty normal relationship conversation while you're on vacation. Right. Like, and that was, like, Kim Kardashian, like, seven surgeries ago. Right. She was, like, a different person in that video for what she is now. But anyways, like, that's, like, Kanye, why? And I love that Wiz just didn't really say anything back. He was just like, "What?" I think he reached the point where he was he was pretty confused. Yeah, and he was just like, ah, "You you you're too old and he, clearly out of your mind." I mean, and then he was he was dragging in Kid Cudi for some reason. Oh, Cudi. Yeah, Cudi was like, <laughs> Cudi was like, his couch whoa. Like, <laughs> like just trying to live a normal life outside of you know the fame and the lights, and then he just sees his name. He like retweeted fifty thousand times because it's attached to a Kanye tweet, and. Cuddy's day got fucked up. There's a lot of people's days that got ruined because Kanye decided to have like a fucking bipolar episode. And, you know, it's, it's basically, it, is this making you more or less excited for Waves slash Swish slash? He called it, he, one of his last tweets, I remember, he said Waves is now a gospel album. I saw that too. So that. I'm confused what that means. Like, does he mean like, like literally idea, it's a gospel or it's like the a idea, gospel album yeah. or it's like. He yeah. is right. It's this big picture of gospel. Could be album. anything. I hope I'm not listening to this thing and I'm like, wow, this is actually a gospel album. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, Kanye got us again. He's basically like the Canada Goose of artists <laughs> now. So like, to us music consumers is what Canada Goose is to white people. Well, I think so. Kanye Kanye has a long way to go until he's not culturally relevant. Like he'll be culturally yeah, he'll, relevant for a while. He has a while. Um, but is he close to the edge of not being musically relevant? I agree. I agree with that. I, I say yes. I think he's close to the edge. Uh, that's why he's breaking into fashion so hard. Or trying to break into fashion. Which is ridiculous clothes, by the way. I, like, didn't mind Yeezus. I know you're kind of a Yeezus hater. I didn't like Yeezus. Um, at all. So his last, like, great album. My Beautiful Dark. Right. Twisted Fantasy. And that, that was after was Taylor Swift. That was, like, 2009, 2010. Yeah. It was kind of a long that time ago. That was a while ago. ago. That's, but yeah, seriously, that's half a decade ago. Like, So if he comes out with an album and it, like, isn't that good? Then we're gonna push, be pushing a decade. Like, yeah, and so we're gonna be saying Kanye still culturally relevant for being a fucking weirdo. Do you remember Takeover by Jay Z when he was dissing? Yeah, Nas, and he was talking about Nas's albums. He was like, one was eh, the other was Illmatic. Right. That's a one hot album every ten year average. <laughs> like Kanye is close to being a Takeover lyric, and you know we're not gonna. I don't think people are gonna let that slide. 
Like, that's why he's trying to fucking make millions of dollars off these Yeezus, Yeezy sneakers. There you go. In a whole, have you seen Yeezy sneakers and how much they're going for? And like, How much are they? I know he's got this deal with Adidas. And but they, like, they basically, if you get them on, like, foot action or, like, a regular retailer, they're, like, normal price, I think, is, like, six $700. That's, that's but the resale market. Yeah, Canada Goose number yeah, right there. Canada Goose numbers for, like, they're not good-looking sneakers. They're just, like, a status symbol. But if you get them in the resale market, I was, like, just looking because I, I was just, like, curious. Three thousand dollars is like prices, the average price I saw. That doesn't make any sense. That's moose knuckle country. The, that yeah, that's we, crystal we went, knit down crystal parka, whatever the fuck it's called, moose knuckle country. And I can't believe I can't believe they named their company moose knuckle. I know we're like going I, back. I know they're making profit too. Right. They have to be. Like I know they're in like in the black, and it hurts because they just like they just shoot. It's like Steph Curry taking a three in front of half court. Right. And you're like, why not? You know, we, everything else is going From well. the pee and pistons. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Moose Knuckle's doing right now. Right. Shout out to them. I'm impressed and jealous at the same time. So, moving from Kanye and Amber Rose to a subject that's near and dear to your heart yes. as of this week. Oh, yeah. Um, multiple people, multiple like pseudo-celebrities and trash rappers have been saying recently that the, the earth is uh, it's not round. Wait. Tequila tequila. Oh, I remember the Tequila te- yeah. te- Tequila te- one. Tequila technically started this shit. Well, blew it up. That the Earth is not round. And then B.O.B. decided to... Go hard on it. Go hard, and then... Two days worth of... Neil deGrasse day. Tyson... Killed him. And then he made a... Um, diss record. Diss, which, by the way, if, if you rewinded a, like a week ago and said... B.O.B. is going to write an, <laughs> a diss track. God damn it. On the guy who, like, uh, an astrophysicist, I'd be like, wow. Like, we've we've come a long way. This is peak 2016 right now. And we're only, like, January is, you know, a few hours left in January. So and we had a big 2016. So, so A, B.O.B. is awesome. Like, I'm a big fan now. Because I don't think he's, like, come out with, like, a single that... I liked a couple songs from, like, many years ago. They were very right. poppy, but I enjoyed them. Yeah. Yeah. I remember he was, like, one of those people that, like, were popular when I was, like, my senior year in college. So that's, like, 2010. Yeah. And that's a connection point you have. You know, right. it's, like, your first, you know, your senior year of college, you remember a lot of songs. I wonder if this is, like, him fucking with us. Is like, wow, I have been pretty irrelevant for the last four years. Well, he also has a uh, only a ninth grade education. Oh, is that actually true? So, yeah. And, like, he also graduated to high school. Or he he dropped out. When he was 16. Okay. So, so that implies... Yeah. I don't want to say that's an excuse because I'm so going to be honest. I learned that the world was not flat long before ninth grade. Yeah. So but whatever. That was an elementary school thing. Um, so, so I dove in. I went on Wikipedia. And then I realized that there are multiple groups and like a couple main groups that li- they're literally the only purpose of them is to basically spread the notion of that the world is flat. And then one of them has their own Wikipedia, like, not page, but, like, you know how, like, oh, the own Star Wars has their own, wiki. like, Wikipedia. Yeah. Like, this group has their own Flatopedia. wiki group. <laughs> like, yeah, and that you, and basically every article on it talks about how the world is flat. So I learned about some of their theories. Hit me with, hit me with some of the, the zaniest. So first thing is, the world is a disc shape. It's like a Frisbee. <laughs> And it revolves around the sun, so we're back to that. So it's a frisbee circling a sun. Right. So I, I, I thought we crossed that notion out like a few hundred years ago. Yep. Thought that one was knocked out pretty, pretty quick. Okay. Um, so how this disc is is um, 
the North Pole is in the middle of the disk. And that Antarctica surrounds the disk, and it's 150-foot walls, essentially. So now we're getting into uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> they watched season one and two of Game of Thrones, and they were like, and they're like maybe that's, that's it. There, there we go. They just got super high one day and saw the Game of Thrones map and said that's Earth. Right. I, and I'm a little confused at this, like, walls. The walls? Like, What's over the wall? Right. Zombies? And it's also like 150, like they they were very specific on 150 feet, feet where it's like, okay, it's tall, but it's not, not that tall. It's insurmountable. Like, <laughs> right. We've, we've, we've crossed the barrier of 150 yeah, you feet. You can climb that. Like, especially if it's like, what is it made of? Ice? It's like, yeah, it's like it's an, a couple it's, picks in it's, it. It's, it's literally ice. Game of Thrones. It's, that's what it is. So, according to this theory, we have to be worried about zombies right now. Like, Probably. ice zombies. They also, um, Debunked the notion of gravity. That oh. does not exist. It's like a, it's almost like a completely different thing. Like gravity is not a, an actual. Have they dropped anything? I don't really. I, it doesn't doesn't make any sense. Did it just float in the air for them? Or? So and then there were like mul- it just kept going. But those were the best ones. So I don't think Bob is part of this group. Like I, this might be like a separate thing. They're probably welcoming him in oh. with open arms. Oh. He's their most exactly famous contributor. And obviously all. they say that the moon landing never happened, and oh. all we've never been in space. Well, that's clearly not true. Didn't like that was like Columbus's, but like the fucking San, Nina Pinta, Santa Maria. Right. They were worried it was going to fall off a side of something. I think this is yeah. one of those things you like learn in like fifth grade, and yeah. then. When you're in, like, 11th grade, you're like, well, they actually didn't really think that. Yeah. They thought the world was sort of different, but it wasn't, but it wasn't flat. flat. yeah. They didn't uh, fall off into space. Right. Because even Columbus in fucking 1492 realized that that yeah. was stupid. And here we are, <laughs> 600, basically, years later, and, you know, we're... 500 years later. The favorite, my favorite part were the walls. I really like the I walls mean, idea. This... <sighs> Again, I, I I listened to a couple Bob tracks after this, and like I was like, are his lyrics like? <laughs> what uh, what, are, what is, he, is he subliminally throwing stuff in there? He's not saying anything too intelligent. Like this is an airplane. Like all right, it's a very basic song. Like I remember, like I, I actually went through his song catalog, and they're all like very simple things. Right, like, airplane, it means, like, magic, magic, and like you know, <laughs> table. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, like basically like one word objects that he probably like saw that month. It was like, oh, I'm going to make a song about this. Mm, he was yeah. on an airplane. like, I'm going to make a song about this contraption that takes you into the air hmm. at reasonably fast speeds and gets you to other states. And, and in Magic, he was like, probably just saw David Blaine or some shit. Like, <laughs> that's a ridiculous. I wonder what his thoughts on Magic are now that I think of the, hear about his world as flat dairies. Like, I, I, I would love to like sit down with B.O.B. Can we talk about Neil deGrasse Tyson this whole, in this whole thing? Was this like... Fucking candy to a baby. Uh, he I just mean, waits to get brought up and be relevant. He is like, I mean, very few astrophysicists right, find so ways to be relevant. He's very famous. And now he's like become the guy. Like whenever someone says something like anti-science, so like anti-climate change, anti-anything that goes against the grain of what scientists are saying, it's like immediately eyes go on Neil deGrasse Tyson. What is what does he have to say about this? Yeah, he's the it's authority. Like Dr. James Andrews in the NFL, right. he right. fucking for knee surgeries and shit. He's the science guy. Exactly. Right, there's plenty of science guys. There's plenty of surgeons. Right. But he's the, the most authority. famous one, and he's 
also a very charismatic. Like, if you ever hear him talk, he's like a really charismatic guy. So he's like almost like Astro a physics. perfectly a perfect figurehead of from the BX, right? Is he from? Yeah, he went to Bronx, Bronx High School of Science. Oh wow! I almost went there. Yeah, that was the school you would uh, would have gone, gone to, right? To. And I would have had some tall foot footprints, right. to, or large footprints to follow. But yeah, man, Bob, like. I'm, uh, the fact that we're talking about Bob means he's he's winning. He's exactly. Like, this is like he probably Trump. got some song. Yeah, it's a Trump. It's a Trump argument of like whenever you say something stupid, any publicity is good. Publicity. Exactly. Like someone bought a song, a Bob song, as a result of this. Yes. And he got money as without well. a doubt. Fuck. And I listen to more of his songs, so there we go. <laughs> right, you just so said I that. lost. Um, we all lost. Fucking Bob and Teal Tequila was just a goddamn disgrace. <laughs> I don't remember what she was famous for, but yeah. What was she? I know she was on one of the reality like shows. One like dating, like she killed to kill, like, She was down to like date anything, the guy, girl. That's right. Yeah, she and was, was like, either taking a guy or a girl, competing. And then she was like, like two twins, and and she, I don't know. She had a baby recently, and that baby is just like. And didn't it like people find out that she like actually wasn't bisexual? Like she, mm-hmm. it was just she like she just made it up. She's like not like really hot at all. Like, I don't get, like, how she got famous. I don't know. Well, I get, so the the concept of the show it's makes interesting. sense. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I guess I'm confused how it got to Tila. Like, w- w- there must have been a starting point for Tila Tequila. Because, like, she there popped up on VH1 plenty one bisexuals in the world. And, like, probably more attractive, in my, like, my opinion. She's, like, a five, four foot nine, like, little Asian girl, like, you know, fake boobs and probably fake ass. And, you know, there's many girls like that that could claim. <laughs> and probably smarter that could have angled it better and not get caught in a lie. But, yeah, I saw her on Twitter just ranting. Her her theories were, like, more, like, Illuminati-based. Her, her theories are, like, Illuminati. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, stay woke. You know, make sure you're looking with your third eye at everything. And I'm like, whoa. I, no, I remember she, like, popped up a few months ago, and there was, like, one Twitter rant. It went from, like... One in the morning to like seven in the morning. <laughs> yep. Of like mult like forty tweets. Yep. And it was like, all right, so this she's either a on drugs or both. Seriously, like actually has mental issues. Yeah. Like, uh, and everyone's talking about she has a, a child she takes care of. Right. And everyone's like, should we <laughs> child protective services? Like, this is like a, this is a proof that you need. And she was like, I got hacked, which is like the, the Twitter number one way to clean everything up. I've got hacked. Yeah. Who the who would fuck hack is- six hours? At 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and just go lose it. Hack. It, I will hack you, her. Hack her. I will say it, it's sort of genius if it actually was hacked. Obviously, it wasn't. No, but it'd be like, all right, let's get like a B-list celebrity. D. Yeah. <laughs> and then go off for five hours about like really, really obscure, weird, obscure. And just yeah. But what does the hacker gain out of that? Nothing. Yeah, he just goes <laughs> to sleep. Sure. Just goes to sleep at night and like smiles as he closes his eyes. God damn it! All right, time to move to the sports portion. Perfect. Uh, Super Bowl coming up. Yeah. Uh, see, oh, no, Jesus, Carolina. <laughs> I was about to say like Carolina beat Seahawks early on, but anyways, um, Carolina Panthers versus the Denver Broncos. Noodle Arms McGee, Peyton Manning versus the, the, the defiant mother. blackest quarterback we've ever had in the Super Bowl ever. Like, did you see, after dismantling of the Arizona Cardinals, like, the entire day Cam Newton had? It, he he was awesome. It was an incredibly black day. Like, he had Future the Rapper and Young Jeezy meet him on the field and, like, take pictures with him early. Oh, I, I did not see that, actually. That was a great picture. I'll show you this one after. Um, there was another picture of him with Mike Epps, the comedian, in DMX, clearly inebriated DMX, <laughs> in the locker room. DMX had, like, 
a fucking Lucy in his ear, and they were all holding a box of Bojangles. <laughs> chicken. And I was like, oh my god, this is the blackest thing I've ever... Like, it was getting blacker and blacker. And then at the end, after, like, they just ripped poor Carson Palmer to shreds, um, in the in the post-game, uh, Cam was like, you know, games like this, you know, they have to be, you know, prepared, you know, like slow-cooked collard greens, not like... But now, did you really say that? He said that. that. He's like, not, and that, it's not like, a, not like a quick grits recipe. And I was like, he referenced grits and collard greens in the, in the same... post-game, in the same sentence. And I'm like, this might be the blackest day NFL quarterbacks, That's NFL fair. players ever had. I do love that like Cam Newton is just waving his two middle fingers yep. in the air and just saying, fuck everybody who has any problem with yep. me. And he's, by all accounts, a great dude. Right. So anytime Having someone's fun. like, yeah, he, I don't like he's Cam He's a thug. Newton. And he's like, he's just so full of himself and like he's not like a team player. It's like, you, you hear any... Other Carolina Panthers talk about Cam they Newton love and say him. how much they fucking love that guy. They would take a bullet for him. Every single one. His linemen, they were talking about his, like, his linemen like, treat him like, they're, like his, their son, basically. They we'll just protect love him. him with their lives. And like the, the defense, they don't even play with him. But like, his ego. Well, it's like, it, clearly what you're seeing isn't what the people on the team And he gives footballs to children. Right. <laughs> like, do you know how many, like, there's like 75 children that like, had their lives made this year. <laughs> Maybe more than that. Because Cam Newton is giving... He's... He is awesome. I just... He's just fun to watch, obviously. And I, I love that team, too. I just, like... They just... They love... They, like, love playing with each other. Right. They're, like, Luke Keekley, Boston College grad, is a monster. Yeah. Tom Thomas Davis fucking broke his arm. He's playing. Apparently, he's playing with multiple screws in his arm. Multiple. I think, like, 11 or 12. And, like, a rod of some sort. So, that's good. And tons of HGH and a trip to Germany. That's like, fine. But, so... I mean, what are your thoughts on this game? Is it, a, is it going to be a good game? No. No. Sorry, just answer that B, quick. <laughs> who are you taking? And it's the obvious pick. I think Panthers, but they're going to, I think the Panthers, it's going to be a touchdown. They're going to put the line at. I think it's going to be that high. They're, I think, when the, at the, by the game I think time. when the game started, it was like 4.5, but it might have gone up since then. I think then. it's going to be by time, by Saturday night or, or whatever, it's going to be 7. Honestly, that might be like one of the bigger lines. I, I, I'm not a gam. I think I, I'm not either. I just think my gut says like Vegas would get. But well, basically, Vegas is trying to get action on both sides. That's how they make the right. money. But like, I think any reasonable football fan who's seen both these teams and like Peyton, his arms are going to fly off next pass right. he throws. Granted, I think Von Miller played one of the best football games I've ever seen against the Patriots. Like it's it's weird who I'm rooting for because I've always liked Payton, Same and here. so it's kind of like it would be a great story to watch him just you know sail out on the sunset. That'd be a sunset moment. But then, fucking Cam, right? I, this it, Panthers team's great. I think Cam, like Cam needs to win, like not to take this into like another level, but like you know he he's redefining what it means to be like a black quarterback in the NFL. I agree. Like does it all he wants. He like smiles all the time. He literally smiles all the time. I'm kind of worried about him. Like, cause like something has to be going wrong. Like, I understand life is good right now. He got hit in that game against the Cardinals. He was throwing it past the end zone, and he showed him as he was like falling to the ground, like slow motion, and he was smiling as he got hit. Like, basically, like just ear to ear smile as he was falling to the ground. And I was like, Is life really that good? He's because, a man. Like, he's so happy, and yet yeah, everyone's like showboat, thug, you know, ruining the game. Like, fuck. speaking of which, like, Mark Jackson saying fucking Warriors are ruining basketball. That's another <laughs> argument. I you didn't ever, see that. You ever saw that? Oh, well, we can actually we'll add that to the 
the pod for the end. Uh, but like, what do you think? The like the Broncos have you know that's a good defense. They have a really really good defense, and if it turns into one of those games where it's you know like seventeen twenty one. I think that obviously that gives an advantage to the Broncos because, you know, if I'm on Peyton Manning's corner, it's like you have one more game. Yeah. This is it. This is it. Let it All you have to do is, so if you have to die for a first down, (laughs) I mean. Do it. He ran for a nice one uh, against the Patriots. See? Yeah. I was like, that's, he's putting it on the line now. And he, he didn't have a great game versus the Patriots, but he was okay. Enough. He did enough. The thing is like. The Patriots, like, towards the end of the season were kind of, like, almost, I don't want to say gimmicky, but, like, they did a few things really well and did a lot of other things not very well. Yeah. Like, the Panthers are just... Do, do everything they well. They just... They made Ted Ginn, like, a reasonable football player. Yeah. Which is absurd. Like, Ted Ginn is basically a track runner. Mm-hmm. And they made him in, like, a, a close to, you know, near Pro Bowl talent football People player. make fun of people for having rocks for hands. He has cinder blocks for oh, hands. Jesus Christ. It's so... I get uncomfortable... When he's really open. Right. Because, like, that's the problem with being super fast. He could burn people and get wide open. And Cam will put it on the fucking rope. Perfect pass. And I just get anxiety when the ball's in the air. Yeah. And I know Teddy's getting it, too. I'm like, oh, shit. Ted Ginn. The feeling that's going through Ted Ginn's heart right now, like, is insurmountable. And then it just bounces off his cinder block hands. And the whole entire state of North Carolina is just, like... God damn it, Ted. Doesn't matter. Cam still has a huge smile on his face. Yep, Cam comes back, hugs him, <laughs> says it's all good. And I'm like, God, Cam, you're perfect. He's, he's fucking awesome. So we both feeling like the Panthers are going to take yeah, this I, one? I, I definitely think the Panthers are going to win. I think it's it, easy to say. It's, yeah, it, he, they're the popular choice. But I mean, at it, the same time. I wouldn't be, like, I would be, I'm rooting. I think Cam's going to be good for, like, this is going to be a good t- Panthers team for a long time. Yeah. Um, so he'll have another, like, this is literally Peyton's. Peyton's going to basically turn into a dust after this and disappear off the face of the earth, no matter what happens. So. I feel like this is one of those games, this, this happens to me every now and then, where I tell, like, before the game starts, I'm like, I'm rooting for Peyton Manning. So I'll say right now, yeah. I'm rooting for Peyton Manning. But then I'll have those games where I say I'm rooting for this person or this team, and that for some reason the game's going on, and, like, I just. Like, wait, I'm clearly, like, my emotions are very different. Yeah. I'm clearly rooting for the other team. I feel like this is going to be one of those games where I'm like, I'm rooting for Peyton Manning, but, but the they, game's going to be going on and be like, I can't stop, like, in the inside of my mind rooting for Cam Newton. It's I, hard for me to do that. He, yeah. It, it's, it's a can't go wrong because these are two guys I usually want to win. Yeah. And, like, as a guy, like, for both of us, our teams are nowhere near no. being here. So, like, I have no dog in the, like, dog in the fight, but, like, if any team wins, I could find a silver lining with it. Yeah. But I, I would like to see Cam just for the impact it could have on the culture. I agree. See, I, think he, be, I, th- I could be wrong. Is he going to be the th- – he would be the third – Russell black- Wilson did, but, yeah, that was a really good Seahawks. So it was like – so the black quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl, I believe. Doug Williams yep, was Doug number Williams one on the Redskins. Yep. Is, was Russell yeah, the two. second one? Yep. There's only two. And then Cam would be three. Yep. I mean, that's – that's. It's a new world now, though. I mean, we got RG3 is going to get another chance. <laughs> we got uh, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, who's like, all right. Russell's going to be around for a while. Jameis looks pretty solid. He does. Um, so we'll see. The, the world. And then we got Marcus Mariota, whatever he is, Hawaiian, Samoan. Yeah, he's yeah, – yeah. Like, I know we've had these um, Mark Sanchez. These arguments of like, no, no, no. He's, he's you know, he's white. Yeah. He's white. We'll do this every now and then. 
I'm not giving you Marcus Mariota. No, I've said Samoan. He's not black. He's not black. I'm saying another, like, he'll be the first Samoan by a billion years. Oh, yeah. Probably only Samoan that will ever be a quarterback winning. I don't know if he's technically Samoan. Oh, he is Pacific Islander. Let's go very regional. (laughs) Filipino. Right. God damn it. Well, like, I mean, I, again, the NFL, like, is changing. It's not your standard, like, drop back, pocket, white guy with, like, a rocket arm. It's, it's, It's everybody can move. Like, then there's Aaron Rodgers of the world who's, like, a white guy who is, like, as mobile as anyone. You're right. And as a rocket arm. So, like, everything's changing, and I like it. So, let's, let's move to the next one. Uh, this recent news that came out of uh, poor Calvin Johnson. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Be- yeah, being forced into, like, a football depression. That's what it's got to be it, and retiring kind of abruptly from the Detroit Lions. Yeah. I, I, at age 30. We've heard different reasons why. Part of it has been, like, well, he's maybe going, wants to go to another team, blah, blah, blah. He's set to make... $24 million next year. Yep. He just doesn't want it. Because he is sad. So the obvious comparison that everyone's making on Calvin Johnson is the great... Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. Arguably, the, a lot of people would argue is best one of the best running backs. He was a little bit before our time. But, if, but I mean, if, we've all seen... If anyone's ever... If anyone our age group has never really watched Barry Sanders play... Watch some highlights of him. It, I will say it's, it might be the best highlight video that you'll ever see. In the NFL. Like, it, right. it reminded me of Reggie Bush's college. College, yes. But he was doing this in the NFL. Like the highest of levels and making people look silly. I, it, it's literally, like, I remember watching some of those fucking highlight reels. And I'd be like, this, is the, this is the best player I've ever seen. And gra- granted, it's his highlights. But, but I think it's like his stats were like matched those highlights. He, like, I mean, he when he retired, he was second all time in rushing. Mm-hmm. He averaged five yards a carry, five. and he was on the Detroit Lions, Detroit. a bad, bad football team right. that had no quarterback. So For, teams were stacking the box. His career, like go on like Evan Smith's number is probably like four point three point four five yards a carry. Yeah, he, five yards a carry that he averaged. I mean. Probably the best running back two, of all time. Give him the ball two times, and he'll get you a first down. Right. Every time. Like, on average. Um, so, Calvin. Calvin. So, what, what does this say? Does this, this kind of like, is this like an NFL thing where it's like, oh, shit. Like, people are retiring early because they don't want to deal with, like, getting beat up. Is this, In CTE. Is this also a Detroit Lions thing? I think it's a good, I, think, I would say it's 75-25 Detroit Lions yeah. versus NFL. Because, like, how much can you do with, like, Matt Stafford overthrowing you? Yeah. You know, or, like, just missing you. And, like, Jim Caldwell standing there, like, blank expression on his face. And, you know, and you could go home at night and you have your, like, big paycheck. Which, literally, he could buy this, the city of Detroit. Like, I think Detroit is just easy. Like, he, he could afford Detroit right now. <laughs> but, I don't know. Like, I'm sure he's just, like, he's a competitor. Like, I'm sure he wants to win. He like you, it's hard to be said like that you're the best wide receiver of your era, and you have nothing to show for it. Like, have they? I don't think they ever even won a playoff game. Nope, nothing, nothing to and show they, for. It. Like, how many times did he make the playoffs? Maybe twice. twice? Yeah, and he did the 0 and 16 thing. Yeah, that must have been fun. Yep, he had the unfortunate situation of playing with Roy Williams, which uh, remember him, that mm. receiver. He remember like a terrible dude. Remember when they dropped? So hold on, it was. Carlos Rock, not Carlos Rogers. It was, uh, it, I think, Carlos something. I know you're talking about the number two from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michigan State. He was oh, from Michigan State. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Carlos Rogers is the corner. That's a corner from Auburn. Um, 
Then they, oh, I know you're talking about. Then they drafted Mike Williams. Who turned out to be fat. Then they drafted Roy Williams. Yep, who turned out to be like, kind of crazy. No, no, no. It went, went, it went Roy Williams second, then Mike Williams, and then Calvin Johnson. Yep, and they were like just kept taking receivers. I was like, hey. First six, seven picks. Here we are. They got one. Uh, right. They finally did get one. We actually, I remember, in the we went to the 05 draft and we watched Mike Williams get drafted. Oh, yeah. He didn't look that fat then. I think it was the suit. Yeah. Like, that hit the weight, which is smart on his part. You don't want to show up fat. And that was the Aaron Rodgers draft, and the two things that come out of that, like, being at the draft were the Detroit Lions taking Mike Williams, because it was like, what? Again? Why? Stop it. Please. <laughs> I Why do you need three we, of these? We know you want a good receiver, but these guys just aren't working. And luckily, they finally did. But And then the second moment was obviously Aaron Rodgers getting drafted. Yeah. I also remember Braylon Edwards' earrings. Yes. That was another memory. We were, and he had like alligator um, shoes. His entire look probably cost like $30,000. It was, I mean, he looked absolutely beautiful. Fantastic. I was like, I'll never amount to this. Right. Ever. In my entire life. And at that point, he made zero dollars. Yep. So that was all on uh, uh, earnings potential. <laughs> that classic uh, little statement that you could you could buy shit on, on credit. Um, but yeah, uh, I feel very bad for Calvin. I hope, you know, he, he has time. He was always a good receiver. I hope he goes back, finishes, like, electrical engineering degree at fucking Georgia Tech. Gets a nice job at a startup. Comes across as a pretty smart dude. He's real smart. Yeah. Like, he went to Georgia Tech for an engineering program. So he's going to end up being, like, a fucking... Guy yeah. at, like a startup in Silicon Valley, and end up okay. I mean, I can't feel too bad for him because he's yeah, he's thirty years old and super rich. He is very rich, very rich, and like a intelligent guy has like the world in front of him. Right. So we're not gonna cry for Calvin. I could see him yet yeah, being the type of guy who's like, what happened to Calvin Johnson in like eleven years, and then you find out he's like right a mechanical engineer for some weird company. Yeah, like he worked for Google now. Right, and like. Is making a very nice salary. Yeah. That he doesn't really need, but he's just like donates it all. Right. Or something like nice. He like, like lives in like a, a, a two condo place in like San Francisco with his like family. His girl, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whoever he's with, yeah, like just living like a normal life. Yeah. And, and like, he's like, yeah. Weren't you the best receiver in the NFL for a bit? Like, I was, but yeah. you know, that wasn't what I loved. Yeah. They, the Detroit Lions, <laughs> killed two of the greatest football players we've probably ever seen in our lives. And it's fine. And last thing I wanted to get, well, not last thing, because we want to talk about the Warriors a little bit, but uh, second last thing, Pro Bowl. It's tonight. It's actually happening right now. Sean and I are clearly not watching it. Is it um, seven or, yeah, it's probably right. Whatever. It doesn't care. matter. Um, my thought on the Pro Bowl, it just made me laugh. It was just a quick hit. Was um, There's, like, lots of pro, like, pre-Pro Bowl parties. They get to Hawaii, like, a week in advance, and, like, practice the Pro Bowl is, like, not a real thing. Yeah. So you're, like, getting wild for five days straight before this game. And how, my question is, how drunk are you getting before the Pro Bowl game itself? Probably pretty drunk. Like, real drunk. I'm yeah. talking, like, I barely wake up in time for the game. Right. Like, oh, shit, the game. Oh, shit. Uber. Let me get that Uber. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And it's, if you're a lineman, I was talking to you, like, if you're a lineman, you basically don't do anything in this game. And it's, like, where other games, like, if you're a lineman, you're playing, like, 90% of the snaps. Yeah. So you're playing, like... 50% of the snaps yeah, now. And, yeah, and you're not actually running hard. Like, you're encouraged to not work hard. Right. Both they sides. Can't, they can't blitz. There yeah, are all these weird yeah. rules. Yeah, so basically, like, and if I understand if you're a receiver, because, like, that's, like, the cool stuff you could do in a game. Like, that's, like, 
dunk contest equivalent. Like, Odell Beckham can't get that shit faced. Have you ever looked at the rules of the Pro Bowl? Not really. It's like, I think they got rid of kickoffs. <laughs> that makes sense. Though. You can't blitz. You can only run a 4-3 defense. Um, intentional grounding is completely fine. You won't get flagged for it. Uh, there's, like, a couple other, like, They just want to protect people. Right. Yeah, it's, like, all, like, about protecting people. But it's, like, just kind of weird. I, I literally can't remember the last time I actually watched the Pro Bowl. I remember I did watch it when Sean Taylor hit that punter. Yes, I do remember. And I was like, I should, they should probably make some rules behind <laughs> Like, he just destroyed a punter. Yeah, and like, that's what... That's what the purpose of the Pro Bowl is. Like, guys can, like, drill people and, like, not actually get fined and in trouble for it. <laughs> R.I.P. Sean. But it was a, it was a good hit. Um, yeah, so I, I think the Pro Bowl itself is, like, a perfect opportunity to get very drunk for and, like, still have a good time. And, so, oh, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, like, so obviously the NBA All-Star weekend is, like, a thing. Like, I think it does fairly well ratings. And... and it, Obviously, in comparison to other NBA games, like it does pretty well. The NFL is more popular than the NBA. Yeah, does well. But the All Star, the All Star game does well. It. The weekend is as one. Who's who said it? Black Chris or Black Thanksgiving? <laughs> Black Thanksgiving. Uh, CNN said it was Black Thanksgiving. Yeah, which is one of the more true things I've ever seen. Um, so, how does the NFL take the momentum that? that the NBA All Star weekend has and put that into the Pro Bowl? I have no idea. I, like people have been, people who get paid way more than us are sitting in a room trying to decide this every year and can't figure it out. Is it impossible? I think what the argument is, it's basically impossible. What's the like? So I think like Bill Simmons has tried to do this as well in like articles. He's like trying to do like the forty yard dash, like is the dunk contest or something like that. Like yeah, I wouldn't even care. I, about I've that heard much. all of these things. Yeah, but. and it's like you know I mean, how far you can throw it contest. Like basically the stuff they do at like the college. I think football does not translate well to a, not necessarily a backyard game, because it's a great backyard yeah. game, but like a fun game to watch when people aren't trying that hard. Where like, the NBA All-Star game is like kind of fun to watch, because like, yeah, they're not trying, but they like do kind of fun stuff, mm-hmm. and it, like, it translates well to, to like, watch. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't, I. There's no thing you could really do that no. in football. Like, other than like. Like trick plays, like I don't know. Put it on HBO. And film, just put a GoPro on someone's head at the parties the night there before. There we go. And add into, like, how drunk can you get? Do we do, do we do seven on seven flag football? Ooh. I wouldn't mind that. For like, I mean, like, I would watch that for at least ten minutes. It takes out, like, a lot of other players. Like, if it's seven on seven. I guess you do eleven on eleven, but, like, that doesn't... You do seven on seven flag football. Yeah, you got to. And I think that's, like, the standard with, like, a large field. But, like... They, they've been adding gimmicks for years now. Like, they're doing, like, now they're basically, like, letting you hear every play call, which I don't necessarily want to hear. I don't care about I don't that. care either. Like, I did my Madden, my, had my mm-hmm. Madden experience. I know the plays. Like, I need to hear Michael Irvin, you know, hey, ODB, <laughs> run, run a quick screen. And, like, his voice is all fucking shot. And I'm like, well, Michael, how much have you been screaming today? <laughs> like, it's the fucking start of the game. And, you know, I, it, like, I don't really know how you can repair the Pro Bowl. Like, it's going to keep happening. Because it gives the guys excuse to like you know feel validated in their performance throughout the year. But, yeah, like there's no way to fix it. Um, I got another crazy idea. Yes, you move it until like August. Oh, because at this point, like there's I'm nothing like, going on. In I'm August. not necessarily sick of football, but I, I don't need to watch it anymore. I'm yeah. like good. I yeah, the I'm playoffs, pretty good. Like the Super Bowl's coming up. August, you will be begging for football. Exactly. That's you just throw it in August. Now. 
The problem with that is it's like, like training camp. I get it. There's a bunch of other problems. Odell Beckham goes out for a route, makes a move, knee pops. That's true. And then and like people like, are on different teams all of a sudden. Yeah, just, and then, yeah, like basically it's like you know Eli Manning throwing to like fucking you know whoever, like basically like an AFC guy or something like that. Like I don't know how to, the lineups are decided. Anyway. I think it's a draft now. It's a draft now, yeah. Which doesn't make it's stupid, but maybe I mean this is a. I'm just thinking, you know, this is not a great idea. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sold on that again, idea. People make millions of dollars and their like task is fixed to Pro Bowl. And they can't. They can't. And they can't like their millions. And they're like, oh, we're gonna let them play their make their play calls out loud. And that's still not doing no. it. Um I feel like we've gone this is our longest pot yet. Yeah. Um, we could talk about the the Warriors thing I mentioned before. Mark, so yeah, let's let's go really quick. real quick hit. Mark Jackson When what, did he say this? It was actually like probably like a few weeks to a month ago. You know what? I do remember that then. He was like watching the game, and he's basically saying Steph Curry's ruining basketball because all the kids are going into the gym. Gym and just taking, chucking threes. We were always doing that. <laughs> like, I, like, I was a member listening to this, and I was like, I've played ball most of my life, and first thing I saw was like the three-point line, and I'm like, I'm going to chuck. And like, you're going to miss, but like when it goes in, you feel awesome. And like, that's like basically basketball. Like, that's the point. That's why they made the three-point line a thing, because people wanted to keep like, you know, shooting further back. So, in that, hey, Mark, figure out why you're not a coach and think about things you say. Figure out why, like, you alienated an entire organization and, like, went out the worst way possible. God. And now they're just, like, shitting on your life. Yeah. And you have to announce their games. Yeah. So, That's uh, got to be the worst. Yep. It's basically, like, uh, cuckolding or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's basketball cuckolding. It's, like, hey, remember the thing you used to love? Watch them have fun with someone else. Yeah. Watch them, like, really... It's a good cuckolding. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a good point to wrap this up. <laughs> Mark Jackson's getting cuckolded every time he has to announce a Warriors game. All right. Um, that was episode 13. Thank you all for listening. Sean's going to Utah next week. Yeah. Um, I'll tell to, you all about it. To do uh, the hang with Gordon Haywood and, yeah. um, and Carl Malone and other white people. Carl, did you just call Carl Malone white? <laughs> I may have called Carl Malone white. That's he is thing. like a wild Republican. Strong Republican. He's voting Trump. <laughs> He's voting Trump immediately. <laughs> Um, so tell us how the slopes are. I'll tell you. Mormons and shit. Um, and, uh, Brigham Young. Whatever else is in Utah. Oh, I should go to Brigham Young. Just, like, hang just out. Just check it out. And just hang out. And just see people, like, te- awkward sexual tension everywhere. <laughs> just go to, like, a Brigham, BYU party. And just see everyone just, like... Why is no one hooking up, but they all... Dudes have erections. The <laughs> right. girls are just, like, touching themselves. <laughs> like, this is a weird party. So I need you to do that and report back. ASAP. But... This has been a good enough podcast, episode 13. We're, we're steady approaching episode 20. Every time I'm looking at new milestones. Yeah. Like the fact the that we one. make it, it will be a miracle. So thank you guys. All right. Enjoy the week and yeah. good night. Good night. See ya.